Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Isaiah 1, verse 18. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures. Acts 17, verse 2. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Acts 18, verse 4. Good morning. It's good to see you with us here this morning. And I hope that we will certainly do our best to reason through the Scriptures this morning as we worship God. I'd like to begin by saying that God gave us a mind for a reason. God gave us a mind for a reason. God gave us the ability to use our minds, to reason together with our minds, to put two and two together, if you will, however you want to phrase it. The ability to use common sense, the ability to use logic when coming up with a scriptural argument for the way that we do things and discerning right from wrong. All of this is important for us to consider as we begin this morning and is the reason why I gave these three scriptures from Isaiah and from the book of Acts before we begin this morning. That said, at times it is possible to use faulty reasoning. People do that, in fact, all the time. Invalid reasoning, illogical reasoning, something that the Pharisees happen to do quite a bit. And we're going to talk about something that the Pharisees happen to do in just a moment when it comes to reasoning. This morning, I want to delve somewhat into the weeds and talk about something that, quite frankly, is a somewhat deep discussion. But it is an important one. When it comes to using logic and the ability to reason properly with the Scriptures and to properly interpret the Scriptures, I want to highlight a couple of problems that we can run into with those who use faulty reasoning in their study of the Scriptures. I'll go ahead and say this morning, I've been thinking about this for days. I may have bitten off a little more than I can chew with this sermon topic, but I'll say this, it's very important. It's something we need to understand, particularly when we look at grace, faith, and works tonight in our study of Ephesians chapter 2. If we understand these concepts that we're going to talk about this morning, it will help us to make sure we don't get that wrong. Because quite frankly, there are many, in fact most, who do get that wrong when it comes to grace, faith, and works. And so we want to make sure that we understand that properly. So certainly this will be a challenge from this perspective of some complex or somewhat complex concepts that we're going to talk about this morning. But I want to break it down in such a way that, number one, I can understand it properly myself because, again, I feel like I I do need to simplify what we're going to talk about today But that's a challenge for me. But number two, we can all understand this, so it will help us to notice when these problems with logic and reasoning come up in our discussions with those who are discussing the Bible with us. So with that said, I'm going to give you the title of the sermon this morning. Don't run out the door screaming, what is he talking about, okay? 
The title is Mutual Exclusivity and False Dichotomies and Why They Matter. I know a couple of those words at least are big words, but we're going to talk about them. I'm going to try to simplify them as much as I can, so stay with me this morning. Let's talk about mutual exclusivity. The simple way to put this is to say this, two things are mutually exclusive if they both cannot be true at the same time. They both cannot be true at the same time, therefore they exclude one another. Okay, so mutual exclusivity, they exclude one another because they can't be true at the same time. Now the simplest example of this, two things and it could be more than two things, but to keep it simple, two things that are mutually exclusive. Two sides of a coin. Two sides of a coin, a heads and a tails. If you flip a standard, a normal coin with a heads and a tails, just one time you will either get a heads or a tails. The fact that you might get heads excludes that you would not be able to get tails if you got the heads. So they are mutually exclusive. Now someone says, well, what if I alter the coin? What if I have a special coin that has a heads and a tails on the same side? I've got you. Congratulations, you're thinking just like a postmodernist who's trying to blur as many lines as they can. In postmodernism, that's exactly what they do. They try to blur the lines of black and white, right and wrong, and they try to think so abstractly about things that God has spoken very clearly on. They try to trip you up. Pharisees did things like that. Postmodernists do things like that, looking for loopholes to try to get us. But we're talking about a normal coin. We're talking about a heads and a tails type of coin. Mutually exclusive. Now I want to talk about the idea of a false dichotomy. A false dichotomy. This is the one that I'm really worried about because that word dichotomy in particular is a hard one. A false dichotomy is a logical fallacy. Faulty logic. It is a logical fallacy in which two options, and again it could be more, but we'll stick with two to keep it simple. Two options are presented as being mutually exclusive, excluding one another when they're really not. See where we're going with this? Somebody says, well, those two things exclude one another, but they actually don't. That is a false dichotomy. In other words, two options are considered an either-or, when in actuality, they're both and. They go together. That's really important when we talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. A false dichotomy is when someone says two or more things that cannot happen at the same time. They're pitting two or more things against one another, pitting them against one another when they really are not against one another at all. So, people who have trouble understanding grace, faith, and works, like we're going to talk about tonight, 
they make false dichotomies out of grace, faith, and works. They pit those things against one another when they go hand in hand. Now, let's break this into some simpler examples. Here's one that could get me in trouble as a preacher. If I were to make this statement this morning, if you're not a Christian, you're an atheist. Do you see how that could get me in trouble? What if a Hindu walks into our building and sits down back there and I make that statement, if you're not a Christian, you're an atheist. What is the Hindu going to say? He's going to say, excuse me, I'm not a Christian, but I do believe in, and he would say, a whole bunch of gods. So he's not an atheist. In fact, there was a 1989 study dealing with the Hindus. They had 330, get this, million different gods. That's not an atheist. Now, a Hindu is dead wrong in their beliefs, but they're not atheist. And I very well might blow my chances of ever getting to talk to someone like that if I make statements like this that are a false dichotomy. So that's important. Let's talk about this. If you don't like fruit, you only like meat. That's a false dichotomy. Some people don't like fruit, but they also don't like meat. What about this? Come to the game tonight, or you'll be bored to death if you don't come. That's a false dichotomy. Why? Because if you don't go to the game, you could still find something else to do and not be bored. That's pitting two concepts against each other that are not against each other. Someone says, I like cats. And then someone else says, why do you hate dogs? That's a false dichotomy. That's making assumptions about the person that are completely false. Maybe one person likes or even prefers cats, but they still like dogs too. What about this one? This is one that a kid, perhaps, maybe there's some kids in the audience this morning that have said something like this to their parents. If we don't eat at McDonald's, we'll starve. What's the problem with that? Well, you could go to Sonic instead, right? Or Carl's Jr., or even better, you could eat at home, right? So that's a false dichotomy. That's false logic. That's illogical. What about this one? We ever see this? Well, if you voted for candidate X, you must hate fill in the blank. You must hate groups of people or you must hate America if you voted for so-and-so. You must hate the economy. You must hate women. You must hate children. We hear things like this. Well, Maybe they like both candidates in a particular election, but they like this one a little bit more, so they voted for him or her. Obviously, false dichotomies can get us into a lot of trouble in everyday life, but even more so, they can really get us in trouble when we talk about the Scriptures. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some examples of false dichotomies and things not being mutually exclusive, biblically Speaking, the first thing that comes to my mind is a very unfortunate meme that gets passed around on the internet from time to time. And this is it. 
You ever seen this? Grace did not save Noah. Obedience did. Now, I think I know what they're trying to say here. They're trying to emphasize Noah's obedience, right? But there's a problem with that, and it's called Genesis 6, verse 8. What does that say? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. They're not mutually exclusive. You're presenting a false dichotomy. Grace does not counteract Noah's obedience. They went hand in hand. But here's the problem. Sometimes people will react to this, and they'll go the other way too. Obedience did not save Noah. Grace did. Do you see the problem? False dichotomies. And a lot of times when people go too far to the right or too far to the left, they're pitting biblical concepts against one another when in fact they go hand in hand. That's what is being done in the example of the memes that you see before you. Genesis 6, verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Proverbs 4, verse 27, Do not turn to the right or the left. Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Another example. Think about this. Maybe you've heard this before. Someone says, we don't have to worry about details. Just the weightier matters of the law. Do you notice the false dichotomy? Do you notice things being pitted against one another there that truly are not? You see, this is a misquoting, a misrepresentation of Matthew 23, verse 23. There Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, Hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. If you just stop right there, you might agree with this, but you got to keep reading. Justice and mercy and faith, weightier matters of the law, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Jesus says they're both important. Jesus says the details, sure, they were important, but you also got to get the big picture, the mercy and faith and the justice and things like love and and other examples we could think of. We need to emphasize all of it. Maybe you've heard this before. Well, grace matters more than truth. Or you could reverse it. Some think truth matters more than grace. What about this? Love matters more than doctrine. Someone might reverse that and say, doctrine matters more than love. False dichotomies. Pitting things and concepts and very important things in the Bible against one another when they're not against one another. They are not excluding one another. Each of these statements can be defeated with Scripture. 
John 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of, full of what? Grace and what? And truth. They go hand in hand, brought to us by the Word who became flesh, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, verse 15, Speak the truth in love. Truth, love, goes hand in hand. Paul says in Galatians 4, verse 16, Have I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. There's your truth. If someone, and he's, he's uh, implying here that he's not their enemy, if someone's not their enemy, you know what that means? That means they love you. Love and truth. They don't exclude one another. Here's something that is very prevalent right now when we think about everything that is going off the rails in, in much of society today, particularly regarding the transgender movement. And this one is particularly tragic and downright shameful. And it plays on the emotions of parents who love their children. So I want you to keep that in mind. Love. I love my child. I want what's best for my child. And so a therapist comes along or a doctor, a medical specialist who introduces the hormone treatments and the surgeries on these children. Children. And a loving parent listens to this. And there are examples of this. Would you rather have a, a dead daughter or a living son? Now, what's the problem with that? What is the false dichotomy? So what they're saying, the, the therapist is saying, look, you've got a daughter, but they want to become a son. And if you don't let them become a son, did you know that there's this problem called suicide and Oh, no, you've got to let them do this. What's the problem? The problem is I want a living daughter. That's what I want. But they are duping parents into believing these lies using false dichotomies. Here's another one. Modesty. Let's talk about that. There was an excellent Devo I heard recently given on this subject. Let's talk about modesty for just a moment. The false dichotomy of, well, it's only a man's problem, or it's only the woman's problem. Well, it's his fault. No, it's her fault. False dichotomy. The modesty issue is a man's problem, not a woman's fault in any way. Maybe you've heard it stated this way. We need to understand on this that it's a two-way street. The one lusting is sinning. And if there is immodest, inappropriate attire also in the equation, causing a stumbling block, then there is sin there as well. False dichotomy. He is responsible for where he's looking. 
and she is responsible for what she's wearing. Like I said this morning, this is a deeper topic that we have looked at this morning, but one that I hope we understand is very needed. You think about faulty logic. We call them fallacies, and there are many. A straw man argument, false dichotomies, many of them, and people use them all the time. And when they use them with the Scriptures, they get into a lot of trouble. We need to make sure that we're able to come together and reason together properly with the Scriptures. We've talked about false dichotomies this morning, but I want to give you a true dichotomy. I want to give you a true either-or. And that is that one day, we will all spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. That is a true dichotomy. Those are the only two options. That is the either and the or this morning. Choose you this day whom you will serve. That's another true dichotomy. You can serve the Lord, or you can serve any number of false gods in your life, as we read about in Joshua. Choose you this day who you will serve, serve either or. Think about your life this morning. Think about where you stand before God and where you will stand on the day of judgment. If you're not right in God's sight, the question is why? The question may be, why are you waiting? The question may be, do you believe with all your heart? If you believe with all your heart, you may. You may what? You may be baptized into Christ. Acts chapter 8. Do you believe with all your heart? Are you willing to repent of your sins? Are you willing to confess the name of Christ this very morning? Do that this morning and be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. If you need to come, for any reason, we ask that you please come as together we stand and sing. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.